But everybody in the spirit heard it. All the spirit beings heard it. Now here it is. I've got to do this quick. Because I've probably held you too long. And so he heard him say. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The scripture said immediately the spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. The spirit of God never led anybody to be tempted. What he's talking about is this. The word wilderness in Hebrew means to speak. Said the Holy Ghost led Jesus into the wilderness to hear his father speak. What was he going to speak about? He's his beloved son. The last Adam. What it takes to put it all right. Jesus consecrated to it. Now he's going into fasting and prayer to find out what it all entails. There's no backing out. He's already consecrated to it. Consecration is a decision of no return. That's why when you get a revelation from God, somebody's preaching, oh, look at that. You should consecrate to that and say, that's now part of my life forever. I will do that. The trouble is, is the devil believes Scripture more than Christians do. Christians won't consecrate to it, but he'll fight you as if you did. Because as soon as you get a revelation of it, he has legal license to fight you on that level now. That's why some people say, I wonder why I'm getting attacked this way. Because you got a revelation last week of something, and you refused to act on it. Now he's acting like you are going to act on it. He can't afford not to. So he's headed into the wilderness. He begins to fast and pray 40 days, 40 nights. And it said at the end of it, watch now, at the end of it, Satan comes. The devil comes to him and says, if you're the son of God. So what is he tempting him with? What he heard at the Jordan. If you're the son of God. Let me see you do something I've only ever seen one other son of God do. Command the stones to be bred. It must have been possible or it wouldn't have been a temptation. Who did he see do that? Had to have been the first Adam. Now something bigger is happening here. What is it? When he used the word command, command the stones. In other words, take over the dirt kingdom. Step up here and rule the plant kingdom. Rule the lowest kingdom there is. Rule it. Command the stones. If, he could have, if Jesus had have done that, he could have never ruled anything else but that. He said, command the stone. And then it wasn't long after that. And one of the gospels records, while he was out there, he was with the wild beast. Just, just out of the blue, just like it's just fun. Just, he was with the wild beast. And we wonder, wait a minute. Why does it say that? It don't even give you a reason. It's because it was the animal kingdom. Satan is tempting him. Rule the animal kingdom then. He said he showed him the kingdoms of the world. The animal kingdom. The plant kingdom. He showed him these kingdoms. 
command the stones. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So where does that put him? Way up here by, by God. He said he lives by his words that come out of his mouth. Okay, well, stay with the wild beast. He wouldn't do that either. Then he said, watch, throw yourself off of this temple, for he'll give his angels. Rule the angelic kingdom. Then he showed him the kingdoms of the world. Be a tyrant. You could rule everything. You could rule the political realms. It was anything to keep him out of man's position. Rule the dirt. Rule the animals. Rule the angels. Become a tyrant. But stay out of this position because this is mine. So Jesus answered this, get thee behind me. Oh, come on now. Oh, come on. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. He said, I belong here. You go down the line behind me. As soon as he said that, it said Satan left him for a better season. He was looking for him to give up the spot. Where man is. In the glory. Oh come on y'all. In the glory. He never gave it up. He never relinquished it. He never gave it up not one time. That's why he could walk on water. He'd multiply the bread. He got on a donkey that had never been ridden. You ever tried to ride a donkey and never been rode? Especially with people waving clothes in front of it. Palm branches. It never tried to throw him. He'd command the fish. They'd fill the nets. Then it said the angels would come and minister to him. He was in the position of the last Adam and he wouldn't give up that position. So the day comes. Now here's, 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 here we're moving to our clothes. I, I know this is, oh, this has been long, man. Amen. Amen. This is long, man. <laughs> yeah, it's groovy too, isn't it? And he, so the day comes. Watch, the Bible said that when Jesus, he grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. He was God in the flesh. Yes. Never committed a sin. That's exactly right. But when he came to the earth, he laid aside his robes as God. And he robed himself in flesh. And became the seed of Abraham. And it said he, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. Why would it, it means to his advantage. Why would that be? Because man's position, he had to occupy that and take it back legally. So he, watch now, he grows in wisdom, stature, favor with God and man. First thing he ever does with water. First miracle. What did he do with it? Turned it to wine. 
You know what the next miracle was with water? He spoke to the winds and waves. Shut them down. You know what the next one was? He walked across it. Dealing with water all three times. One was an ascension over the other. It's coming into his thinking, his consciousness, who he is. <laughs> Even though he's God, he had to get it the way you get it, by listening to the word. Oh, if I had time to tell you what he got out of one story, you would just, you'd fall out on the floor and go, just lay over on the side. And so what, what about this one? He moves into the healing ministry. Heals Peter's wife's mother. Yeah, Peter had a wife. Isn't that something? Yes, he did, because he had a mother-in-law. She had a fever, and Jesus healed her. Next thing you see him happen, doing with sickness, what does he do? He heals rotting flesh. The leper. What happens after that? He creates eyes. One is over the other. Then he deals with death. Jairus' daughter. Dead a few minutes. The widow at Nain's son. Dead a few hours. Lazarus. Dead four days. So one's is an ascension over the other. And then the day comes in Matthew 16. This is what he says. He's standing there. He looks at his men and he says, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? The Son of Man. He's operating the man's position. Who, does, who do men say that I am? Some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're one of the prophets. Jesus said, can you see him with his back turned? Maybe he just leaned up against a tree or something and said, who do you say I am? Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. <laughs> Don't you know he did? I could see him when he said it out of his mouth. He probably went, man, I speak in tongues, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know what Jesus did? Jesus got all excited. He said, flesh and blood never told you that. My Father in heaven told you that. Whoa. Peter heard God. And you know what Jesus proceeded to tell them? Permit me this liberty right here. He said, I've seen the power of death. Healed it a few minutes, a few hours, four days. I know how to defeat it completely. I'm going to enter into death myself. And I'm going to enter into it myself and defeat it once and for all. And then I'm going to rise. As soon as he said it, Satan spoke through Peter and said, Not so. What do you think has sparked such a response? He said, I'm coming into death alone. I'm going to enter it myself. And I'm going to defeat it. I'm going to get it by the juggler. And I'm going to drag it out of there myself. And I'm going to do that. Not so, Lord. Jesus said, get thee behind me. 
Oh, come on now. He's still, he's still after that. Get behind me. For you savor the things of men, not of God. In other words, you want to rule men. Oh, come on, y'all. He's talking to that spirit. He said, you want to rule men. That's why he said, get behind me, Satan. Because you want to rule men. You don't care anything about God. Jesus goes to the cross. And he's hanging on the cross. And the 22nd Psalm reveals it all. And while he's hanging there on the cross, he says something. All the preachers are down below. Satan's still talking through them. If you're him, come down. We'll believe you if you'll come down. If you're him, he said God, he trusted in God. Let's see if God will save him now. Can you see that? All the religious leaders hurling insults at him. He's hanging on the cross. He's not carrying your sin. He is becoming your sin. The scripture says, 2 Corinthians 5.21 said, He who knew no sin was made to be sin with our sin. But for what reason? That we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. That we might regain our position where we belong. And so he says this. He says, they're hurling insults. And all of a sudden he goes, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. Nobody knows what he says. He's calling for Elijah. No, but the scripture said it had to be interpreted. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He wasn't saying you've left me. Why have you left me? He understood what was going on. God understood what was going on. Everything was understood between the two. What he's talking about is this. I am the fulfillment of the 22nd Psalm. How does the 22nd Psalm start? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And it goes to describe the whole crucifixion. It describes the bulls of Bashan uh, uh, compassed him round. It describes how they uh, gambling for his clothes and how they pierced his hands and feet. While they're saying he's not the one, he's saying in other tongues, I am the fulfillment of the 22nd Psalm. He said, I found myself in the Word, and that's what I am. Can you actually pray the Word in other tongues? Let me show you something. You let me show you something? Turn to John 3.16. Quickly. Come on. You, you, don't go to war without a Bible. You got to have your sword. Either on your phone, in your hand, something. Well, I'll just remember it. Yeah. Yeah, right. You may forget one key word and it's over. Come on, y'all, y'all still with me? You, you? Yeah. Well, I've heard him, I've heard tonight now. I, it's just some wild stuff. You ready, John 3 16? You ready for this? 
<laughs> you sure? Watch this. Now, don't read it yet. Look at me. Just a minute. Watch. I'm going to count to five with my hands. Okay? You count it in your mind as I hold up each finger. When I get to four, you say your name out loud. You ready? Okay, here we go. No, you don't count out loud. <laughs> okay, you ready? Here we go. What happened to the counting in your mind when you said your name? It stopped. You know why? Because both languages are coming out of your head. But now watch this. How many of you pray in other tongues? Okay, that's almost everybody. The rest of you can do that in just a little bit. Okay, now you ready for this? Watch this. I want you now to begin to pray in other tongues. And while I'm, you're praying in tongues, I'm going to start holding up my fingers, and you count my fingers in your mind. But don't stop praying in tongues. You ready? Okay, start. How about that? Did you notice you counted every finger and never stopped? That's because that language was coming out of your spirit and the counting was going on in your head. So now watch this. So look at John 3.16. You ready? Now pray in other tongues and read it in your head. Go. How about that? How about that? You could read John 3.16 in your mind while you prayed in other tongues. You can't do that with any other language in the world. But you can. That's what Jesus was doing on the cross. He was praying the 22nd Psalm in other tongues. And when he got finished, he said, It is finished did you know how the 22nd psalm ends in the amplified bible it is finished then he goes into hell oh brother no yes you have to let him go to hell or you have to go somebody has to go for the treason of adam so he goes into hell he pays the price for three days and three nights. Why is that? Because the very first prophecy, Genesis 1, verse 11, is when his body was cast. Genesis 1, on the sixth day, he was, he was created, raised up out of the ground, three days and nights. It's why he had to spend three days and nights in hell. And the, every demonic power in hell piled on him to annihilate him. They didn't, if he had only carried your sin, they would have saw through that. But he didn't, he was made to be your sin. So after three days and nights, the Hebrews chapter 1 declares this, that God called down into that pit and said, Thy throne, O God, is forever. Let all the angels worship you. That meant the fallen one too. 
All angels must bow. And he calls him God. And when God calls you God, that's who you are. And so he starts calling him God. And when he does this, watch now. The Bible said, watch. You know, oh, this is so good. It says the glory of God raised him from the dead. It said the glory of God raised him from the dead. But it also says the Holy Ghost raised him from the dead. So when he said, thy throne, O God, is forever, the Holy Ghost stormed down through the pits of the damned. He went hunting the beloved and when he found him lightning was flashing through hell and when he went down and found him he stretched himself out on Jesus this emaciated spirit that had become our sin that had paid the complete price and he laid down on top of him and he spoke into him and he spoke the words of the 22nd Psalm you ought to read the 22nd Psalm and he raised him up with great power up out of the tomb and he came up out of the grave and when he walked out of that grave he said all power in heaven and earth is given to me. Now watch what he says next. You're not ready for this one. He said, now you go and you cast out the devil. What he's talking about is it's all been given to me. I paid the price. Now don't you know when he started raising him from the dead, Satan started screaming, you can't have him. You can't have him. Can't you see that sin? Can't you see that sin? And then the mystery was revealed. Yes, it's sin, but it's not his sin. He never committed a sin. It's their sin. The sin stays, but the sinless one comes out. Oh, come on now. Somebody ought to shout. And that, hey, hallelujah. Now can you see why when a, a creature full of eyes caught hold of one flash of that, it changed their whole looks. And it changed their looks. Jesus is the ox. He's the sacrifice. He is the one who became a man. He is the one who became the lion. And the eagle was him resurrected coming up. And, the, and can you see the power involved? All to get you back and me back in that position. All to bring us back into that position as sons and daughters of God. See, when Adam fell, the Bible declares that the glory of God fountains out of God's face. That's what it declares. It says it comes from his face. That's because that's where his mouth is. Where he speaks his word. And so when Adam fell, he was right in the face of God. And when he fell, God said, where are you, Adam? So we needed a head. And so Jesus came and got right back in the face of God. And we're his body. You ready for this? Isaiah chapter 54 says, God said, I will see his seed. The Lord said, I'll see his seed and be satisfied. That means I will look no further. People say, if God don't judge America, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. 
Let me tell you something now. Before you say things like that, listen to what I'm going to tell you next. The Father don't know America. He don't know Russia. He knows one man, Jesus. And he's right in his face all the time. Now, Jesus knows America. And Jesus knows the nations. He wears the coat of many colors. The Holy Ghost knows the nations. But the Father looks at one man. The Father. Why? Because if he ever looked at him, he'd have to pronounce harvest. Judgment. So he looks at his son who satisfied him. So watch what happens. And he never leaves his face. So if somebody over here, help me out, brother. Somebody over here says, Father God in Jesus' name. Say that. And God turns to look at him. Jesus stays right here. And he sees him and he says, yes, son, amen. Whatever you want. Somebody over here says, Father God in Jesus' name. Yes, amen, whatever you want. Now the day will come when Jesus will catch his body out of this earth, his bride. Take him over here to a wedding supper and the father's doing this again. And then somebody says, Father, and he goes, but this time Jesus don't move with him. He's at the marriage supper. And so when the father turns around, he'll say, who are you? The Greek says it this way, I wasn't even aware you existed. That is called grace. Now, do you see how all this kind of we see how it works? And at least you have an idea of where you belong. Now, the enemy would like for everything in him to for you to not heard this tonight. Because now you know something. And knowledge is dangerous to him. Because, see, up until now, some of you thought that men turn into angels when they die. But now you know angels are one class of being and a man's another. You were never created an angel. You will never become one. They were never created a man, and they will never become one. And you see, but if you don't know these things. Now, what has to happen? All of this other stuff. I wish we had time to do it tonight. All of this other stuff. The masks. I know it's, it's hard for people to believe. That politicians can worship Satan. And not all of them do. But just like you worship God, there's some of them that worship Baal. No, I mean, they really do. It's not just that they're doing things. They really know who he is. And they worship him. 
I know it's hard to believe. Oh, I wish I had time to tell you. Let me just say this to you. The When the four horsemen of the apocalypse finally ride, oh, I, I, I shouldn't open this can of worms this late, but, but maybe, it'll, maybe it'll make you think tonight. We, we may talk about it tomorrow. Well, I ain't staying. I'm flying out of here, man. <laughs> this is some wild stuff. It's going to get wilder. So when, when they finally ride, the Bible says it's a white horse, and the rider on the white horse has a crown and a bow. It's not a bow like you think. One of the translations would be like a, we might even say a ribbon or a fabric. The crown is just the word crown. It means a wreath of victory. So this guy on the white horse is wearing a wreath of victory, a crown. Oh, you would say a corona. No, you, no you're not. It, that was very serious. It's called a corona he's wearing. And the word bow means a poison dart. So he said, with this corona and his poison dart, he goes out conquering and conquers. Oh, wow. Then the next one is a red horse, isn't it? Red, given a sword. He said he takes peace out of the earth and they kill each other. Not foreign nations said the people kill each other they're in riots and they're fighting over all while the corona is conquering and then they're going to fight each other over a poison dart then the next one is a black horse and it brings famine Food is rationed. We saw some of that. Didn't we? Can only buy two of these. Or you can't buy over two of these. And then they'll tell you this. Without a mask, you can't buy or sell. There's only one letter difference in mask and mark. Can't buy or sell. You think about what I'm telling you. Then the last horse rides. It says it's a pale horse. The word is green, not pale. The Greek word is green, and it means it's talking about Islam. And it said this guy on this horse will cut people's heads off. That leads to the beheading of people. 
Right now, the, U, the New League of Nations, United Arab Emirates, they have a flag, has no images on it, four colors. Four colors, white, red, black, and green. That's it. Are you listening to me? It's in this time. What you're seeing is not the mark, but it's leading to it. This is why President Trump looked at everybody. You know, billionaires know things that others don't. <laughs> yes, they do. You know how much a billion dollars is? That's a bathtub full of money right there. That's what that is. Billionaires know things, and they're privy to things other people are not. They knew the virus was coming. They knew it in 17. The Lord told me in 16 it was coming. Then he told me on April 30th, 2019, that it would come through the earth and it would be an epidemic thing before any of the news ever said anything. But President Obama said the next president will face an epidemic. Oh, yes, he did, too. He, yes, he did. He said it. He knew it was coming. He said within five years it would come. And did you know what else it said? Why did they pass money for it a year before they announced it? How come men already bought the patents on it? How come they already bought patents on the vaccine? You'd be amazed at the numbers it's registered under. And how come, it, how come all this happened? And then President Trump, in 2016, they knew it was coming in 20. I gave a prophetic word in 16. I said, if Hillary Clinton wins president, we'll go into the Great Tribulation. I found it in Revelation that that's where we'd go. She didn't win. They knew she was going to win. They had it. She was going to win. She was going to win. And they laughed and they mocked. And then all of a sudden the numbers plummeted. Because they didn't see any reason to cheat. She was going to win. It's the truth. So they didn't. And she lost. You know what they said when she lost? Watch. We've got to start right now, day and night, night and day. He must not have any peace. We've got to get him out of office. He must be out of office. He, we've got to impeach him. We've got to do this. And Hillary said, hound him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Never let up. Keep after him. Keep after him. Keep after him. You know why? Because that virus is coming in 2020, and if he's president, it won't work. That's what they might as well have told you. So when Trump became president, this is what he did. He held up a Bible from his family. From his family. You know who that family was? Go and study something called the Hebrides Revival. And that's where that Bible came from. Go study the Hebrides Revival and see what happened. That was like one of his grandmothers. He held it up and this is what he said. This is what we're going to go by. 
They went crazy. Now, folks, listen to me. They went crazy. You know what he said? You've seen it over and over. They're not after, they're not after me. They're after you. He's just in the way. Anybody that has sawdust, you'd have to have sawdust for brains not to know that was fraudulent. Now, you, now honestly, so I told you I'd tell you how it ties in. This is the way I'm going to close this message. Oh, brother, you're back on the political. Brother Robin, you are back on the political. It's because it's the highest realm that Satan can get to, to govern your life. So why do they want him out? How come they can And listen, make no, listen to me, my brother and sister. You can pray for a man named Joe Biden. And I know people see me all, uh, they see, they hear me say that, and people take what I say. They know I, what I stand for. They know it. They know it. Makes people mad. Oh, yeah, Newsweek got all over me about it. Oh, they did. Robin Bullock won't apologize. I said, yeah. Now, watch this. You can, you can pray for a man named Joe Biden. You should. Don't, don't, don't get off in hate. You should pray. Okay? You can pray for the office of the president. But you cannot pray for President Joe Biden because you might as well pray for the Easter Bunny because he don't exist. And there's no anointing. And if you celebrate it or congratulate him, you've entered into his sin. Why do you think prophets came on the scene all at once again? Because it's political upheaval, and Elijah faced Ahab, Moses faced Pharaoh, and you have to begin. Uh, John the Baptist stood up to Herod. You have to, there has to be prophets on the scene, all kinds that come and stand up against tyranny. So why, do they, why are they trying to keep him out of office? Because the scripture talks about at the last trump, the glory comes. Jesus comes in his glory. Satan believes. And in the natural, they could let him have his first one, but he can't have the last one. Because after that, the revival of the glory invades the earth at that point. It was a time marker of what's coming. Oh, come on. Now, you, you're, not, you're, not, you're not hear me. The glory, the glory, the glory, that's what we've been talking about since the night opened, is the glory. And the glory of God is resurrection power. It's power over elements. It's power over death. It is the manifested presence of God to the point no sickness can remain in its presence. And certainly no puny, 
virus would ever stand in his presence. That glory is in you right now. If you're born again. So maybe tomorrow night we'll go somewhere deeper. How many of you got, got something out of tonight? Are you glad you came tonight? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now, I, uh, yeah. Well, that was my note tonight. <laughs> that was it. Now, yeah, let's just, just play for me just a minute. And let me give you something here so you can, I guess. And yeah. Come on, let's just lift our hands before we do anything else tonight. I want to know exactly what God wants done here. Hallelujah. I will, Lord. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> this is what I heard the Lord say. He said, For Donald J. Trump is my servant. He sought to protect me. Therefore, I seek to protect him. He said to tell his servant, so I will tonight. Tell my servant, Donald J. Trump, this for me. I will protect you. Now I'm saying this, I don't know who Floyd is. But he said, the Lord said, I will protect, says the Lord. Whoever is trying to harm him. He said he would protect his riches and he would protect his family. He says this to him, if you dare go forward, the Lord said, I will lead you. That was the word of the Lord that came to the rightful president tonight. Are you ever going to quit talking about it, Brother Robin? Soon. The page will turn. Soon it will turn. And we'll go to the next prophecy rage. Strengthen yourself with the Word of God. Gather up your courage on the inside of you. Those watching around the world, gather up your courage. For people in other nations are praying. Because should this one go down, there's nowhere to run. But the Lord has assured me he's going to invade this country. And he said, I'm going to invade it with the glory of God. I've talked to Sid Roth about this. We've talked at length, some length about the glory that's coming. He's been declaring it for a long time. And it's coming. The golden global glory. Blessing, he calls it. And it's coming. And all of this is designed to stop it. What will rid this? What will end that 
that that's trying to stop it. Listen to me. And I'm, I'm asking you to listen. Why was you told everything you were told tonight? Because when you rise up and you stand up and you start declaring things that you heard tonight and you say, this is my position, I can use the name of Jesus and it's as if Jesus is speaking himself in this earth. I know my position in God. The glory is in me. I'm born of His, of His Spirit. I'm washed in His blood. I'm a child of the living God. And this is my position. And I'm speaking to governments. And I'm speaking to cities. And I'm speaking to mayors. And I'm speaking out the Word of God. That God's glory will fill this earth. And we're not settling for anything less. When you start doing this. And you start releasing that kind of anointing. This thing will turn overnight. It'll start turning. Hallelujah. I want to thank you so much for coming tonight. I, I, I don't know. There's going to be a night of, of great ministry ministering to people tonight the Lord wanted you to know who you are and how you got there there's a lot of prophecy happening right now and tomorrow night I'm going to I think I'm going to tell you some of it but we're going to have to go deeper. We're going to have to look at other things. And we're going to do it all in the Word now. We're not going to do it without this book. Father, I pray for the people tonight. I pray for those, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that what was said tonight will grow up in their hearts and become greater than any problem they face. And I give you praise and honor and glory for it in Jesus' name. Now, I was led to do this. I don't know who's all out in the foyer because the, you had to sit out there. Is there someone out there that you needed prayer for sickness? Is there anybody that needs healing out there? Can you come in here? Yes, Lord, I will. Does anybody know? Is anybody in here? Does anybody know Nikki? Nick? I think it's a Nikki or a, a Nick. Who, who, who is it here? Two of you? You're Nick. Would you stand up right there, brother? Now, also, the Lord had told me about a, someone named Lynn. A Lynn... R.A. Yes, a Lynn, and I heard, is there a Lynn, somebody in here, Lynn means something to you? You? You're both Lynn? I, I, stand up, ma'am, I, I can't, I apologize. 
Randall Lynn and Carol Lynn. Okay, just stand right there a minute, if you will. Lynn? Lena? Well, you claim it. Just stand right there a minute. And then I heard, it's either Audrey or Aubrey. I'm not sure of that name. I heard it went across my spirit. And then I heard the name Castle. Castle. And if, if, that's, if that's you or, or it means something to you, I need to know that right now. Your granddaughter's Aubrey. How old is your granddaughter? 15? Okay, is, is she okay? No, she's not. Now, is this a physical or mental thing? Yes. Yes, but... Now, let me ask you a question. Has Aubrey been... Okay, is, is Aubrey very depressed? Yes. But was she real rebellious before she was depressed? Or is she acting this way now? Okay. She's been depressed that long? Yes. Who is Aubrey's friend? Do you know? You don't know? Yeah, this is a girl that's her friend. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's because she got involved in some very dark things. She got involved in some darkness. Dark things. And um, there's something about a friend that probably helped a little bit in this. So what we're going to do is break that off of Aubrey. Now, I want you to listen to what I'm going to tell you. We're going to break the spirit of suicide off of her. Do, do you, you that bear witness with you guys? You understand what I'm saying? I need to know if it does before I do this. Yes? The man says yes. Right now in the name of Jesus, Pastor, stand up and stretch your hands with me out this way, would you? Right now in the name of Jesus, we break that spirit of suicide off of Aubrey. We command it to go from her life in the name of Jesus, and we break these shackles off of Aubrey right now. Lord, release her from the shackles and that Aubrey start walking into her destiny, into the light of her call, into where you called her to be, Lord. Right now, in the name of Jesus, you spirit of hell, take your hands off of Aubrey in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody should get in touch with her and tell her that God called her name in a service. It'll mean a lot to her. Because she don't think God even knows her. But if she hear this, she'll know. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that something? That's something, Aubrey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this is... 
you're Nick. Nick, this is what I heard concerning you. I'm just going to throw it out there and you do with it whatever. You know, you know if, I, if I'm wrong, you tell me straight up. This is, this is what I heard. When you stood up, the Lord said this about you. That you love his word. That you, you study his word. You like his word. And that you're an intelligent man. And that you listen and you, you, you're, you analyze or maybe that's the, I don't know. Is that the right? You analyze, you're analytical concerning this. The Lord said, because you've shown him the honor of loving his word, the Lord says he's going to show you great honor now. And you're going to see some things in family and business that's going to change in business and your family will be impressed by it. Does that make sense to you? Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to give Nick that exactly, Lord. Let it just flood into his life and that he operate in this, Lord God. He's a man of honor after your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to tell you something. Just because you're truthful, and other people are not, don't mean that you're not. And don't let them tell you. It don't matter what they think. You're an honorable person. Hallelujah. Don't pay any attention to those. Okay? Hallelujah. How we bless the Lord. We bless the Lord. Just keep staying right here. You see all this happening right now? Lynn, Lynn. How long have you been married? 46 years. You retired? Yes. How long ago? Six years? Five? Six years? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, this is what I hear the Lord say to you. Stop thinking now about not living long enough to enjoy things. Because the Lord is going to give you lengthened of days. Because I don't know why this is. What did you do for a living? Chemical company. I saw something just go right through your body on your left side. It just went right through your body like that. It was a good thing. And the Lord is going to give you, you two. You know, I'm going to tell you something about you. If this is all right with you now, I'm just going to tell you something. Oh, it'll be all right. God's not going to knock you against the wall or nothing. It'll be all right. Now, you have children? You, you, how many? Yeah, girls. 
And you have, you have, is that it? Yeah, but you have three girls. That's what I heard the Lord say about you. You do know that she was never naive about things. She just covers things and makes the best of every situation. This is true about you, is it not? You don't fall apart like some. And the Lord said, he's going to bless you too. And you're going to enjoy your days ahead of you. But he's going to give you some things to say to people. And you can't be conned if you know they're trying to con you. Okay? All right? So I would, if it was me, I would enjoy the promise of longer life. Amen? Does all that bear witness with y'all? Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for it. You stood up by faith. And what is your, what is your name again? Lena. Lena, the Lord said he's going to let you begin again. You're going to get to begin again. You're going to get some very fresh new things, and you're going to get to start over in a lot of areas again. And things where things didn't go so well, you're going to get to do it all again. And you're going to have a good time at it this time. And you're going to have to be at peace now and start laughing every day. And really laugh, not just the fake laugh where you did to, so that your, your people around you wouldn't be depressed. The Lord said, that's an admirable thing. But you laugh because the Lord's going to give you something to laugh about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you're going to get to begin again. So wherever you think about it, remember these words and say, wait a minute. God promised me I could begin again. Does that bear witness with you? Yes? Raise your hand and tell the people that does. <laughs> 